Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marsha Guerriere. Hey! And on today's episode, we'll be talking with Lupe Garcia, the affiliate marketer, motivational speaker, and founder of Female Founder Club. I can't wait to get into that because you, you guys know we're all about her. So I can't wait to talk to her. But you know how I like to start off each show is by giving you a little tip and trick that I learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. And today's tip is all about marketing in honor of our guest. So today I want to tell you guys that you need to create, distribute, and analyze a customer survey. Why is it so important? One of the most valuable tools that a marketer, and I know some of you guys are out here thinking you're not a marketer, you're just a solo CEO trying to do your business, but the truth is you're a marketer. As solo CEOs, we, we wear many hats, and marketer is one of them, right? A valuable tool is to have a clear and concise view of the demographics and habits of your customers. You know how I love to talk about how you need to discover who your ideal customers are, right? In the beginning, much of your knowledge uh, is gonna come from uh, uh, really guesswork, deciding who your customer is, probably based on you and the people that you're speaking with collectively in the, in the very beginning. But by creating a comprehensive survey and incentivizing people to complete the survey, maybe like with a percent off coupon or something, you can gain valuable insight that will help you craft, create an effective marketing strategy for your business. So that is my tip for the day. Create, distribute, and analyze a customer survey. All right, guys, we're going to take a really quick break and come back with today's guest, Lupe Garcia, affiliate marketer, motivational speaker, and founder of Female Founder Club. We'll be right back. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, bringing you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media, as you heard in the intro. Get your pens and paper out because you never know when my guests will be dropping some real life nuggets and those aha moments. So let's get started. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Lupe Garcia and has an amazing background, many years as a female founder. So at a glance, here are some of the highlights that we'd love to talk to her about today. She has uh, worked with the marketing agency who led iContact.com from startup to, to an exit of $160 million. She delivered a presentation that generated $1 million in 40 minutes. Hello, somebody. The first woman digital coach between uh, 07 and 2012 back in the day, as we would say uh, about those years now, the first woman in affiliate marketing on the advertiser side to run over a billion impressions monthly, the first woman to split test creative at the rate of 100 ads weekly to be split tested with a billion impressions monthly. There's just so much to get into with today's special guest, Lupe. Thank you for joining us today. 
Hello, sweet spotters. I'm so excited, Marsha, for you to have me on here. I'm I looking forward it. to it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So we just really touched the surface of some of the amazing highlights of your career, but I really want to share with the people a little bit more about Lupe and really what, wh who and what you were before you became this self-made e-commerce and affiliate market marketing millionaire. Tell us more about Lupe. For sure. Uh, literally, I am a stereotypical teenage pregnant person. And here's what happened. At a very young age, I had decided that I'd be a litigation lawyer or a obstetrician. However, because I was in the inner city, a very low income family, it didn't work out that way. It worked out that I was typically, you know, like any other teenager, pregnant at 16. So. Having said that, from the age of 16 to 18, I actually have done so many jobs, Marsha. I was a wedding planner. Oh, wow. A bank teller, a photographer. A, and I'm going to tell you these jobs because I actually had to start working. At some point, I had three jobs at a time because I had to pay rent, feed the new baby, and make sure money was coming in. As everybody that's listening knows, life gets hard. So that's where I was at. So photographer, I said, I mentioned that. Um, I went to school for actually being a, um, a flight attendant, but I didn't get hired because sadly back then there was a law that I wasn't allowed to be hired because I was too short. I'm five feet kidding? tall. No. And I was so devastated because it took me three months and, you know, you, ha you have to come out of pocket to get those credentials. I went to go learn everything. You know, I, I'm down with all the codes of all the cities, SRQ, ATL, ORD, but nothing came of it because once I got interviewed, I couldn't reach the overhead compartment is what I was told, but now they don't have that. So now, years later, they don't have that, but it was a blessing in disguise. Yes. Everything it truly was a reason, right? Absolutely. It was, it was. So youngest of eight is where I come from. My mother was a, a single parent. Um, one of the things that I really, really admired about her that I didn't at the time, at the time I used to be very upset and angry and resentful with her because I always thought, you know, why can't she just be a parent like other parents or I can't have a childhood like other children, right. you know, just have basic things or know what it feels like to go on vacation, things like that. But what I admire about her is that now looking back, everything that she used to say, because she herself worked two to three jobs at a time. And so looking back at her and watching her struggle and cry because she couldn't make rent and, and, you know, just being a single mother alone is hard. I can't even imagine like having, she had seven of us with her at the time because she, one of our siblings had passed. But watching her really encouraged me and really just gave me the strength to know that I had to do something with my life. So I, since the get-go, have been a person that what she instilled in me was don't be afraid, don't, be, um, don't feel intimidated, get yourself worldly knowledge, right. know people. I mean, she gave me so many tidbits, Marsha, and at the time I didn't know. You know, I just didn't know what she was talking about. I just thought, oh, this, this woman, you know, she's telling me these things. And it's not because she was a bad mother. It's just she was never home. So right. if you're working three jobs a day and you're not home, you kind of lose that connection with your parent and your child, right? And so right. I just, she would just pop in once in a while and say, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm thinking, who is this person to tell me if she's never home? But she now- was grooming you, right? She was giving you- the inspiration, the information to groom you to be the person you are today. But absolutely. After yeah. Yes. And from, from the day that I realized that moving forward, I'm going to tell you, she is my hero. Like I would take a bullet for this lady and I owe it all to her grooming, like you said, of who I am today. So yes, it was a very tough road. That's awesome. I, your, your mom sounds like an amazing woman who is and should be honored. Next month is, uh, well, 
well, we're recording in February, but Mar March is Women's Month, and your mother deserves a special honor in the month of March, I think. She sure does. She <laughs> sure does. I love her. I love her to death. That's but yeah, I mean, so that's a little bit about my childhood and who I was before I actually turned into uh, an affiliate marketer was I was selling products out of my trunk along with who is now my husband, the, the, my daughter's father. Mm -hmm. And we would drive, we both had nine to fives, like I just mentioned, but on the weekend, we would drive and drop off product to any sales that we had, right? And sometimes sales were great and sometimes sales weren't good. Um, so that's what we were doing. And one morning he said to me, you know, I saw this infomercial on TV and it says you can make more money out of your one bedroom apartment. So he bought this course years ago. I think it was like 97 or 96. Okay. And we bought this course and we said, we're going to do what we got to do. So basically the course is all it entailed was how to do print advertising in the different states. And so this is kind of where I really fell in love with advertising, but that was the beginning. I, I was literally handwriting uh, ads. I was literally designing ads freehand and things like that. And then shortly after that, it just, the business started to grow and it started to grow. And we went from having a couple of sales a week to 50 sales a day, which was spectacular. As you know, our product was at a product at $300 per sale. So at 50 per day at $300 was amazing for us. So let me ask you a question, because this is something that I get from a lot of people. Uh, what, what is affiliate marketing? What, what, are, what are sales? What are you selling? What do people do as affiliate marketers? So how we went into affiliate marketing is basically you have a product. And, and one of the things that I started uh, years ago, and I actually ended up not owning that company anymore, but I started one of the very first affiliate marketing companies. And basically what it is, it's a platform. You go on there as a, a person that has a product, you share your product on there, and then people who know how to advertise, whether they're social content providers or whether they buy traffic, or, or it doesn't really matter where they're getting the traffic from, but they're getting traffic, traffic in regards to impressions, eyeballs, people watching it, right? Right. So you're essentially, you're connecting the two people. You're connecting people that are called advertisers that have and own a product or service along with people who have the eyeballs. They can be influencers in this case. They can be um, people that own websites that get high volume in traffic. So all you're doing is bringing those two individuals together and the people with the product just give, in, in layman's terms, a referral fee to the people that own the traffic. So the whole cycle of affiliate marketing has several components. The, the producer of the product, right? The, the manufacturer yes. or producer of the product. And then it is the system where they would enter in their product. And then it is the affiliate who picks it up and, and shares it, blasts it out, however they do it, like you said, um, to their to then the fourth end buyer. So it goes through like four cycles of people. Yes, correct. Okay. okay, so you guys out there, if you have a product that you are sell having or that you need to sell, think about affiliate marketing. And I think sometimes people get confused about what it is. I think people think of it as um, a, a multi-level marketing type business. And they mm -hmm. don't really get the connection and, and confuse the two. Uh, wh what have been some of your, um, some of the things that you've heard about affiliate marketing or what do people, what do people think about the whole industry? Well, the whole industry is actually a, it used to be a hidden industry mm -hmm. many years ago. And the reason it was hidden is because like you said, people were not understanding. First, you have the component of, understanding the internet, understanding your website. And, you know, people were transitioning from how business used to get done into just setting up a digital entity, if you will. Right. Then from that came the word affiliate marketing, which of course, like you just said, they're confusing it with multi-level marketing. Right. And so, yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have 
affiliate marketing, the word has a heavy, heavy weight on its shoulders because it does kind of resonate with multi-level marketing, but it's completely separate. And so in the affiliate, in the affiliate marketing world, there's so many people making so much money because you are providing a product. Number one, you are making money from that product as a person that's promoting the product because Mm -hmm. the product is being purchased. So it's no different than me paying my light bill. And then whoever turned me on to this light bill gets a residual or gets paid on every time someone new signs up. So it's nothing to do with an affiliate or a multi-level marketing. It's completely different than that. And all I have to say in the affiliate marketing world, I think most of the people that are in the affiliate marketing marketing uh, world would maybe want to leave it secret just because if, <laughs> if we were to say the number of uh, the number amount of how much money gets made on a monthly basis, I mean, it's tremendous. It's right. tremendous. I, I would have to say it's a trillion dollar industry. I haven't done the math physically or no one really has looked at it because it is such a hidden thing. But I would have to say it's a trillion dollar industry. I mean, I see the money coming in and, and going out. So yes, it's pretty big. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's something that I have personally uh, shied away from, but I think I need to go back into it and take, take, take a little inventory of how it works and get myself involved. I, For sure. Um, Let's take a quick break and I want to come back and and talk to you a little bit more about affiliate marketing and the Female Founder Network. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. We're here with our guest, Lupe Garcia. She is an affiliate marketer. She is a motivational speaker and the founder of Female Founder Network. Tell me, what do you speak about as a motivational speaker? So when I speak about a motivational speaking, um, I created something called Traffic University, which pretty much people go in there and they learn about affiliate marketing. That's how my motivational speaking started. So what happened is as I was presenting and giving people tools, resources, training them, bringing them onto my network, I realized that these people mentally were not prepared. So it was missing that component of mindset. And so I had to go back into the system, reevaluate what I was producing, And then say to myself, okay, why are some of the people that I speak to making a million dollars a month? And then some of them are asking me for a refund because they can't get it done. So that's what really pushed me into the motivational speaking side of things. Mm -hmm. Because what happened was they're just not mentally prepared. So I started to speak about more about who are you as an individual. And my motivational speaking just focuses more on getting to know oneself commanding oneself and and treating oneself beautiful and a a very good uh, if you can picture this it's like you wake up in the morning as a woman and women have this more than men and I think it's because men are just like I don't their tunnel vision just keeps going right but you have to wake up in the morning instead of being worried about are these heels going to match with that because we're very into how we're looking we need to first say how is my mind feeling today Am I ready to allow success into my life? And then I just started to create, and I have different presentations depending on who I'm going to speak to. And one of them is confidence, how to build up your confidence on a daily, on a daily basis. One of them is how do I speak fluently about my business mm-hmm. and not about you know how the birds are flying today. Right. And so I really just focus more on the side of giving the people the inspiration to a be prepared to allow success into their lives because i feel like a lot of people are just in their mind they haven't realized that they're their biggest critic even though we hear this all the time and we know of this it's different to practice it on a daily basis absolutely that's why for for us especially here at the her sweet spot it's all about the four m's and it starts with mindset and you know we can make money you could get excited about talking to the media, but if you don't wake up every day and face your day with that positive 
um, brave, courageous mindset that you need to, to be a successful entrepreneur, um, you, you will have struggling days more than not. So I love <laughs> that you realized that and changed the focus and added the focus. It's not, not, doesn't, I didn't hear that you made a change, but you made a shift to help people in your field and your customers, your clients to, uh, hone in on that, that positive mindset. And that's for sure. Mindset, right. Yes. And for sure, because the, the biggest thing for me was I authentically and genuinely did want people to succeed. And the, the concern was if the people don't succeed or if they're not getting it done, then it's my job to at least figure it out why they're not doing it and then giving them the proper resources and know-how on how they can achieve it. So yes, I did add it to my curriculum. And the first thing that I train people on is scaling your mind, you know, because it was all about how to scale my business and how to sell my product. But the first thing is how do I scale my mind and myself? Right. Right. That's so important. Reaching your level of success to be a million dollar um, earner in your business, what did it take? Did it take building a team? How did you find your sweet spot? So for us at Her Sweet Spot, we're all about um, collaborating and building a network and a, a team of C-suite level uh, support, right, for mm-hmm. solo entrepreneurs. And I could imagine that, well, I can't, I could imagine because I, I, I've lived it, entrepreneurship, especially for solo entrepreneurs, is a truly lonely thing, right? So how how did you build your team and and did that help you get to the next level? So, yeah, that's actually a really great question because um, I feel that what happened in regards to my growth had a few different components. Number one was the affiliate marketing, of course, Mm -hmm. because now you have a network of other, not only am I doing the advertising for my products, But then I also have a few major people just like myself pushing my product. So that's your part of your team, right? Right. And I think what people and us as solopreneurs, I think what we forget to see is that our team doesn't end with who works with us in the office. Our team is everyone. It could be partnerships. It could be collaborators. It can be anyone. So to answer your question in regards to how I built the team, at a very early stage in in my business, I started to notice that it was going to be important to bring on A players. So I do a whole presentation on that as well. And I cover that because it's first you have to identify who you are as an individual, your strengths and your weaknesses. And then once you identify yourself, you have to make sure you're hiring other people that can balance you out. You don't want to be hiring visionaries like yourself because you can have ideas you know, dime a dozen, but who's going to implement it and who's going to follow through and who's going to get these actually built. So it's very important that you focus on building a team that understands the company culture, understands your vision, but then that they each play an intricate role on the pieces that they're in charge of. So I did start very early on to have an internal team and an external team. I actually outsourced very early on. I think it was about 1999 and 2000, where I already had started using Upwork called Odesk in the olden days. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had a team of 50 outsourcers and internally I had like 25 people. That that's exactly how I've been building my business um, here at uh, Her Sweet Spot. I, I definitely have a group of outsourcing individuals and in house one full in house uh, person. So I think. I'm very happy to hear that that's the route you took because then I'm on my way to being a millionaire too one day. (laughs) Absolutely. And you have to really focus on creating a hybrid team. And just like you had mentioned earlier in the opening, I split tested so much ads. I split tested so many landing pages. So Marsha, I started to become a fanatic of split testing. So I came up with this methodology on how to split test people before I hire them. And I love to do it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. You have to test them out. And that is a perfect way to describe how to do that. Split testing. Uh, For sure. Through, so through split testing, right? The purpose of that is to do what? 
So there's so many. Okay. So let's say you are doing affiliate marketing and I'll take it back to that because that's the main focus of today's phone call. So mm -hmm. if you're going to have a, if you have a product, there's a million other folks just like yourself that have a product. Right. And when you put yourself into an affiliate marketing network and now the affiliates look at your product, they're not going to just take any product that's loaded into the system. They're, they want to work with a person who knows how to convert their visitors into buyers. Because if their visitors don't turn into a buyer, they don't convert into that, they don't get paid. Right. So some of them do get paid because it's paid by impression, but they prefer to do a lead, you know, pay, pay by conversion. Right. Uh, re recurring is becoming a big thing because now recurring is important. But uh, if you don't split test, if you don't split your test, your landing page, if you don't split test your ads, if you don't split test your image of, you know, how is your product being displayed? If you don't test any of that, Marsha, you might as well just call it a day and not even be part of the affiliate pool because right. they're going to come in there. And in two seconds, I mean, you're talking about a billion impressions a month in two seconds, a professional affiliate marketer, the one that pretty much dominates, you know, the traffic. They're yeah. going to know in two seconds whether your product is a green light or not. They're going to they're gonna start to advertise, let's just say. And I, and I can tell you this because like I, I explained to you, I coached and trained a lot of these affiliate marketers and today they still use the same strategy. So the strategy is you go get 10 products from different people, different mm -hmm. places. You throw them up. You put uh, up into the ad server. It's, a, it's the platform that kind of, you know, tests all these products. Uh -huh. You send traffic to all of them. And out of those 10, you're going to have one winner. And one winner makes the difference between you and a million dollars. So that's the importance of split testing your landing pages, your images, your headlines, your call to actions. It's very, very important. Nobody's going to want to pick up a product that's not converting. It, absolutely. Yep. Even, even if it's it, to you, it might seem like it's guaranteed money for the affiliate marketer, but it's not because they want to know that exactly it's a product out in the market space and they're going to not waste their time. So then what have you learned from some of your failures? Wow. That's an incredible question. I really like that one. My failures have been, I think my biggest failure was, um, working so fast working so fast because I'm, I'm more of a, my, my background, my ethnicity is Mexican. Mm -hmm. So I pick up from my mom, just work, 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 like a workhorse. So I feel that from my failures, I've started many businesses. I could tell you I've started probably about 40 businesses. And out of the 40, I can tell you five were a success. So there's failure in everyday life. Yes. And the biggest thing that I've learned is don't walk into the room like you know everything. Everyone can teach you something. Stay on the cutting edge. Although right now everybody wants to be a coach, although everybody, you know, has things on Thinkific, things like that, understand that that's how it's getting done now, but innovate. Right. Take what you've learned and sit back for a moment and innovate because we're at a time in our lives where we can invent anything and build anything. We don't even have to be coders anymore in mm -hmm. order to produce a platform. It's so, so, so true. So yes. you guys hear that? Don't walk into a room like you know everything. That, that was like my biggest woo that you said just now. Those nuggets we talked about. Don't mm -hmm. walk into a room as if you know everything. You can learn, and especially no matter what room and who's in the room, you can learn something from everyone. I love Absolutely. It. And I'll tell you this. I split tested people using an interface for a couple of the things that I've created. Mm -hmm. And when you watch someone utilize, let's just give an example. Um, say, let's just keep it easy. Gmail. Yeah. When you watch someone using Gmail, no one ever uses Gmail the same way as the other person. That is true. And that's when it dawned on me. And I said, you know what? I said, if no one uses Gmail the same, then that means everybody has something to teach you. And ever since I decided that I'm going to be the dumbest person in the room, I'm not, I'm not even shy. Sometimes I don't even tell people what I do or anything about myself because I want to be the dumbest person in, my, in the room. And that's because technology is moving so fast, Marsha. It's moving so fast. I mean, we have 
you know, the artificial intelligence, we have all these platforms. I mean, back when I was selling these products, I actually had a hard code. There wasn't, you know, click funnels, there wasn't Weebly or Wix. I had a hard code a website and actually yeah. code things in order to just get my payment connected to my website, connected to my, you know, my whole like process of split testing. Nowadays, anyone can do it. So yeah. if anyone can do that, we have to ask ourselves, what are we not doing that we can leverage even more than what we're already know? That's There's so a great, funny. yes, yes. I want to recommend a book. It's called Inf Infinite Progress. Oh my God. Inf you just went directly into my next question before we break is what are the resources, books, podcasts, TV shows, like what inspires you? And you just went right into it. Please share. Yes. I love, love books and infinite progress is one of them. Infinite progress talks about how you take the, what, the internet and people just want to use it for what they know. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is we need to take the internet and say, what can we innovate or what can we create that doesn't already exist? And it's not even in our realm of possibility. That's what we need to be asking ourselves. I love that book. So to answer your question is, I love to read TechCrunch. TechCrunch is just for me an amazing uh, inspiration. I yeah. see these businesses coming out of nowhere. Yes. You know, all of a sudden now they're being a, a yarn, a yarn uh, internet online buying for yarn. I think they raised like $2 million. Um, it's just amazes wow. me where we're headed. It, in this world of economy, right? And, and just to see, um, I just read that another company that does like vacation rentals, but in Japan, they raised $8 million. And it's just, the list goes on and on. So I love TechCrunch is one of them. It's a great My favorite website. place. Yes, yes. Uh, books, I love to read books on leadership. Uh, leadership is really important to me just because of teams. And without teams, I can't do anything. Yes. I love to attend events. Again, I feel like no matter how big or small the events are, I'm always going to learn something new. So that's, I got like a little itch. I think I've spent a quarter of a million dollars on personal development yeah. and I've done so everything under the moon. Yes. It's what was so that? Important. I, I was saying it's so important. It's something that I advocate for, for people to explore and find events, coaches, seminars, workshops, and, and really invest in their personal development and their professional development. Well, I could tell you that the very first network that I, or, or seminar that I went to, I was only 19 at the time. I paid $10,000, which hurt me big time. I, yes. I decided instead of buying myself a condo, we just use that entire savings fund because it was $10,000 per person. And I went with my now husband. And so for us, it was like a big bite of the bullet, especially when you're living in the inner city, horrible income. I'm, I'm telling you, we were eating beans for the rest of our right. uh, next year. Right. So we went there and Marsha, I could not believe that they were just hand over fist giving you all these golden nuggets. They were talking about how to write copy. They were talking about how to start a product. They were tr talking about how to manufacture. They were talking about how to sell. I couldn't stop taking notes. I was above and beyond excited. And after taking that and doing affiliate marketing, I, I had told you that I went to 50 sales a day. Right. I literally went to 2,000 sales a day. I hit a $2 million mark on sales monthly, $2 million. From there on, like my life changed forever. That's so encouraging and inspiring. Tell me, how are you still teaching people? Are you still training people? What? Tell us about Traffic University before we um, go into our break and come back with our uh, in the new segment. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. But we'll 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 touch on it again before we go. Okay. And you want me to do that now or are we yeah, breaking? Tell, tell, tell us all about Traffic University. How Perfect. can we learn from you? How can you help us become millionaires? So you can, you're welcome to come coach with me. I'm doing coaching. Um, Traffic University specifically doesn't exist. It was a company that I started with, with my husband. He currently has been leading my, my third company and he is just leading that. So he said, you can go ahead and take over this piece of the company. So just call me. I have, you can reach me at the Female Founder Club. 
you can reach me at my company, Cheeky Campaigns. And I'm sure you're going to post something for, for, or, or something on your side, if, if you don't mind, yeah. but uh, I'd love to connect with people that are serious about taking their company and scaling it to the next level. And I'm looking for more businesses that have some kind of base because those are the people that probably would scale faster after teaching and training thousands of people globally. Yeah. I can tell you that I have already specked out. Who will get it there? You must have a small team at least, even if it's one. You right. must have already a product that's already selling and that's already converting. That way we have some benchmark to where we're going to go. But I'd love to connect with anyone who's out there looking to scale their business for sure. Oh, that that's such great information. And we're going to share all the deets on our page and in, in our um in, in our podcast description, you'll you'll be able to link directly with uh, Lupe if you want to uh, work with her in the future. So listen, we're going to take a quick break for our Mindful Moments segment with Natasha Nurse, and we'll be right back with the In the News segment. Hold on tight. Here is your Mindful Moment. Welcome to the next Mindful Moment with me, Natasha Nurse, your innovation coach from Her Sweet Spot and the content creator behind Dressing Room 8. Today, let's talk about five ways to eliminate distractions. First, set the intention. We as women and people have so much going on in our lives between our jobs, our businesses, our family obligations, personal needs. It's a lot, right? But we have to have the intention that we're not going to be distracted to actually live that truth and purpose out. So set your intentions. Next, be very strategic with the people around you. There's some people who are literal distractions. We can't have that. There's no time for that. Be savage in who you spend your time with because these people will impact and influence how you spend your time. So if you spend time with people who are not as effective and efficient and productive as you need to be, then there's time to make a change. Next, create a schedule that you actually commit and follow to. So what do I mean by that? Sometimes we what? We overpack the schedule. We say, oh, we got to do 35 things. And guess what? We realistically can only do five of those things. That's ineffective. That's not productive. Create a schedule that actually works, that actually fits what you're going to be able to do for that day and follow through. It is better to create a schedule where you list three to six things that you're doing for that day and you actually commit and follow those things than to create a schedule that has 10 or 12 things and you only hit four or five of them. It doesn't make sense. Create a schedule that accurately reflects what you need to do for the day. Next, don't let bad moments derail you. When we are having a moment where we can't stop going through that Instagram feed, we can't get off that two-hour phone call just talking with our friends and laughing away, not really doing things, or we are going down a downward spiral of watching a TV show when we really should be reading that book, when we really should be finishing the next module in a course. It's okay. It happens. Bad moments happen. It's a part of life, but a bad moment doesn't have to turn into a bad day. When we're an hour in and you're like, oh, you starting to realize you should have been doing something else? Stop. Look at your schedule. See where you should be doing on what day this is and make the change. Again, if you are always running with the set intention, you can always change from a bad moment to getting back to what you need to do. But a bad moment doesn't have to turn into a bad day. That's up to you. And then lastly, have weekly check-ins with yourself. The more you check in with yourself, the more conscientious you're going to be and feel about how the day is going, how the week is going. And if you do that, then you can look and, and take time to figure out what adjustments need to need to happen. If this was a okay week, what could what could happen to make next week better? Check in with yourself, make the time to write down notes about what what went on that was good, that was bad, that was eh, and make the adjustments and move forward. So let's recap. Five ways to eliminate distractions. Set your intention, 
Be strategic with the people around you. Create a schedule that you commit to and follow. Don't let bad moments derail you and have weekly check-ins with yourself. This concludes the this mindful moment with me, her sweet spot innovation coach, Natasha Nurse. If you want to connect with me and learn more about my platform, visit dressingroom8.com. This was brought to you by the Her Sweet Spot Experience, the podcast that will change your life and business in ways you can't even imagine. So subscribe and follow at hersweetspot.com. Welcome back, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's mindful moments brought to you by Hurt your strategic partners for your business. Lupe, it's been really, really insightful and great speaking with you today. I have been just getting so many good drops of information, and I hope you guys out there are listening and are taking and have been taking notes. And so now we're going to get into the uh, part of the show that I call In the News and talk about some of the things that I have found in the news. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. So today's in the news segment is an article that I found on uh, www.bullusion.com. That's V-O-L-U-S-I-O-N.com. And they share the top five benefits of what? Affiliate marketing. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Awesome. So number one, they believe that affiliate marketing is performance-based, and you probably just touched on that a little bit. The article says the main advantage of having an affiliate program is that it is entirely performance-based because affiliates are only paid a commission once the desired action has taken place. They're more motivated to drive the conversion you're looking for. This mitigates any efforts that drive traffic with little to no value to your company while also ensuring that you get what you pay for. What do you think about that? I think it's right on the money, but I do have to point out a couple of things. Number one, it's fantastic because you only pay pay out when you get a sale. So that's beautiful, which it's called CPL, um, actually CPA cost per acquisition. So if we acquire or get a sale or an action, then we pay out, right? right. But I want to touch on the point that it all depends also on what you're looking to do. So say, for example, you're just looking to brand and you're not really looking to get a sale. If you're looking to brand, the, the actual amount of traffic that you can get out of just branding and now you're just paying for, for the impressions right. is astronomical. I mean, it's astro- It's when you go from, from um, in the example of eye contact that you mentioned earlier, we put eye contact as a number nine most visited website in the U.S., oh, number nine. That's so awesome. that's the difference between branding and performance space. But definitely most of the people in the affiliate marketing world, we all work under performance. So that's spectacular for the person who's paying out and then us that we have to perform. But it's a, it's a collaborative effort. Awesome. Number two, on the top five, on the list of top five benefits of affiliate marketing, according to Volism, am I saying that right? Volusion. 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 Yes. Volusion.com is, it helps broaden your audience. Affiliates can be found in every market and product category that exists today. It says whether you're looking to break into the retail industry or for something more niche like handcrafted vintage toys, there will always be relevant websites to align with. The great news is that many of these affiliates will already have an established visitor base. What do you think about that? What do you say? Absolutely. That is 100% real. And here's an example. So say you're a wedding planner or an event planner. Mm-hmm. You can advertise yourself on Facebook based on behavioral targeting, correct? Right. But you can also go to an affiliate that already has relationships with like the wedding dot or the knot or wedding.com and things like that. So what happens is you go from being uber intentional 
with who your avatar is. And your tidbit that you said earlier today in regards to putting a form and getting to know your avatar, yes. that's extremely important because once you know who your target market is, you know what type of affiliates you want to connect with, you know um, where you're going to get the traffic from. So it's completely relevant to the tip that you said earlier. So that's a perfect point of knowing your um, target audience and, and building in affiliate marketing into your business. And one that I need to continue to, to, to tell people and to say, it's another great point that I'm going to add to my list for the reasons why understanding your ideal client is important. Thank yep. you for that. All right, so number three on the top five benefits of affiliate marketing, according to volusion.com, is affiliates can boost your reputation. The article says by partnering with trusted bloggers and reputable websites, you can further the reputation of your brand and its products. These partners will champion your products, and in our opinion, will further solidify consumer confidence in your product or service. How, how do you find, how do you go about, is this true? And how do you find those trusted bloggers? That's a really good question. And I don't even know if I can agree with this one hundred percent. Okay. So I don't know if I can agree with this one in regards to connecting with someone an affiliate per se, and then say that now your brand's going to be trusted liked and admired. I feel like your brand is still going to have to be trusted, liked and admired, but that's something that you're going to have to create, not the affiliate. Own, right? Yeah. Very yes. good point. Yeah. The affiliate can send you traffic, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you become a well-known brand. And maybe they were writing it on a sense where they're saying, once you connect with affiliate, maybe they're going to connect you to a target audience or maybe a website that gets a lot of traffic and because they have that relationship, now you're being part of that. Right. But at the end of the day, Marsha, dollars are dollars, numbers are numbers. And your product, if it sells and if it converts, it doesn't matter what affiliate you use. It just matters that you're making yourself money, providing value to your client, and in turn, making the affiliate money. And that's really what gets you there. Right. Awesome. Great insight and feedback. All right. So number four on the top five benefits of affiliate marketing according to volusion.com is it's cost effective many of the reasons listed above for many of the reasons listed above affiliate marketing can be extremely cost effective if you're only paying commission when the desired conversion occurs you're not throwing away ad dollars on placements that have a proven value furthermore Recruiting affiliates in new markets is an easy way to branch out into that market without the overhead of cost, um, overhead cost of creating an entire marketing campaign, mitigating the need to sink money into an unproven market for testing. I don't like this one either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like mine. this one. I don't like this one because. Number one, it's not right off out of the gate. You're not going to be, well, let me rephrase that. Affiliates are not going to take your product if you're not converting. I already explained that piece. You have to be already converting for them to pick up your product. For sure. Especially at a CPA payout, which means cost per action, right? Whether right. it's a sale or whatever you need, but right. it needs to be converting for them. It's a numbers game. If they have a thousand impressions and they send those thousand impressions to a person that's already proven, are they going to send it to that person and know that there's going to be guaranteed payout? Right. Or are they going to waste those thousand impressions on trying to test out your stuff because you didn't want to spend time creating a marketing strategy plan or because you didn't want to test out your headlines or your images? Absolutely not. Everybody in, in the game of affiliate marketing is here to make money. And they're already, that industry has been alive since, like I said, about 1999. And it's no different than a referral fee program. Right. So these people are hungry. They know what they're doing and they can smell a converting offer a mile away. So it's already not been for the new, affiliate marketing is not for the new product on the market. You, you need to go out there and you need to build your own base, build your own conversion. And when you're looking to scale further and higher is when you actually take your market to um, your product to affiliate marketing then. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I do. We 
You want to test small for yourself as the solopreneur, Mm -hmm. get an idea of what your number is on. Because if you go to an affiliate marketing, let's just say conference type, and you get there, the first questions are going to be is, what is your conversion rate? Da, 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 da. They're going to start with all these numbers. And if you can't even answer that, right. they're going to move on to another whatever, 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 people that are walking that room. So yes, it's not really for you to try to test the waters or anything of that nature. I wouldn't even do that. And by the way, once you get to an affiliate marketing place where you're saying, okay, I'm going to offer it to the affiliate marketers, right? you don't want to come out and, and have your reputation tainted because they talk with each other. So they're immediately going to say, you know, Marsha's product looks good, but um, she's not converting. And I'm going to tell you the dark side of affiliate marketing. If you have a product and you take it to affiliate marketing and your product can get sales, but you're not converting, they have the money, they have the team. And I, in, in Traffic University, I have trained them to say, well, I guess I'll just produce my own. Marsha's product. Wow. So that you happened. have to be very careful. Yeah, absolutely. Even I, as an advanced person, I'll tell you this, even my husband is an advanced person. Nowadays, we really can't share what we're working on because in two seconds, in two seconds, anyone can have your product. I anyone think like can that's one of my, one of my fears about the, 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 the industry and mm-hmm. is because Things are so easily ripped off nowadays, and especially yes. because I'm a Shark Tank baby, and I love watching Shark Tank. You know, the first <laughs> thing um, Mr. Wonderful likes to say to someone is, you know, what what would make the big guys not come in and crush you, <laughs> crush you, and take take your idea away? Which is exactly, true. Yeah. exactly, and and in a, again in affiliate marketing that's going to happen. If, if you have a product, like the example I gave you earlier, if I'm making $2 million a month in two seconds, I can replicate a team in two seconds. I can, I mean, I'll tell you my traffic university was in fact always duplicated Mm -hmm. after I created traffic university. There was everybody else that had something. There was everybody else that took what I had and repackaged it, reworded it, and in two days, like in two seconds, I already had competition. And someone did ask me that one time because I, I would travel the globe and, and just coach and coach and coach. And they said to me, well, why are you making competitors? And I said to my, I, I said, my answer to them is, I understand that from your perspective, it looks like I'm creating competitors. But right. from my perspective is I'm giving back to those people that really need it. Because if you hear some of these affiliate marketing stories, and, you know, some of them come off as pompous and show-offs and things like that, but there's real stories out there, real stories just like mine, where one day you wake up and you can barely feed your kids or you can right. barely feed yourself, right. and now you've changed your, the course of your life forever. And that, to me, if, if I can impact the world in that way, means way more than being worried about all these competitors. And I'll tell right. you this, we are a globe. Just because I'm, just because Burger King is selling a burger and McDonald's is selling a burger, doesn't mean everybody. that they're going to go broke. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that was my mindset, and it still is to this day. And I'm not ashamed to share, uh, collaborate, train, and coach people because there's something for everyone. That's awesome. So, number five of the top five benefits of affiliate marketing. According to Volusion.com is affiliates can rapidly scale your traffic and sales. We talked about that in conjunction Mm -hmm. with your other marketing efforts, recruiting affiliates to your program will allow you to scale traffic faster. The more sites that link to your pages, the more opportunities you'll have to convert those users into paid customers. We, We mentioned that we talked about that. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me um, just answer that. I don't uh, like this one either. <laughs> and I don't like it for a lot of reasons, but I'm going to say this really quick and short, and hopefully this really opens the eyes of everyone. Getting traffic to your product is the easy part. Getting product, like the traffic to your site is the easy part. Okay. What you need 
is you need to make sure that your product is bringing value to the consumer, number one. Right. What you need is a fantastic team behind you that you've built. And then what you need is you need a company, whether it's in-house or external, like my company, the, the services that I offer. I offer CMO services, which means chief marketing officer services to smaller, mid-sized businesses. The reason I say that is because at the end of the day, and once everything becomes clear to you on the marketing side, on the affiliate, affiliate side, mm-hmm. you finally realize that you just need to bring your marketing in-house. You can't rely on the affiliates to deliver your traffic. They're going to go to the next big thing the minute they can. Right, and then duplicate it, right? So that's I agree with you. Yeah. Duplicate it instantly. Instantly duplicated. I had a client that came to me, and I'm going to tell you, and, and I can tell you because we're not working together anymore, but I had a client come to me, and they were making three, was it three? No, it was seven million a month. Seven million, Marsha. And wow. they said to me, can we, hi-, you know, they hired myself and my husband as a team because, of course, you know, it was a bigger project. Right. And so they wanted both of us. And so they hired us and they wanted to duplicate those sales and, you know, double them. So I said, I can easily double them because, you know, once I look at a system, I know exactly where the loopholes are at or what needs mm-hmm. to change. Right. So I said, I can do it. So I sat down with them going back to the affiliates replicate you. I had forgotten that my new client was originally an affiliate. I had forgotten that my new client actually did the course of Traffic University, but it was funny because he's like, I didn't pay for it. My course went for $25,000 per person. And he was, and you know, and he said, I didn't pay for it. So I'm sorry about that. But this is where I got with your product, where I got from your, from what you put out there is I got this business doing 7 million a month. And so he was hiring us to replicate the business. The long story short is I sat with them for a couple of meetings. We started, they did initially give us our the first, retain, first retainer. Mm-hmm. But with a few things that I mentioned, they already were growing. They were already making more money. And so my point is, it, if it can easily be replicated, it'll be taken. If it's going to make, yep. If it's going to make money, it'll be gobbled up by the big guys. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I see that in so many, you know, I've been doing coaching for a number of years and I've been doing, um, hosting my own annual women's event and Mm -hmm. it it has, it's been over six, we're going on our seventh year. And I find Mm -hmm. that, um, growing a, the whole industry of women empowerment and our conferences and our event space has mm-hmm. like been taken over by the huge corporations that now see the value in women. Yes. And I can, and I can, and I bet you have seen the same thing. And absolutely um, some of the work that you do in female founder network is mm-hmm. just been overshadowed by, you know, it's a movement that we started for us by us. Right. And mm-hmm. now men are so tapping into our love for each other that, and they're, they're winning though. <laughs> In a lot of cases, I find them to be winning. Well, you know, it's all because of the mindset that we have as women. And that's why I do my event. Cause my, my goal is to reframe the way women think in order for them to be able to produce what they need to produce, which is their inventions, their innovation, their communities, their, you know, products, their services, their vision, because we are all visionaries. And so I would have to tell you, I invite you because I know how we're going to win that fight and how we're going to win that fight is by becoming an actual collaborative space. So I'll tell you more about that if, if you'd like, and I'd invite you to do like a call with me because I'm currently recruiting women that understand that perspective because I'm looking to create something. And again, I don't share it. It's not going to be shareable because I really want to set the framework and the, and the roots, if you will. Yeah. So that when I launch it launch, the launch is so hard and so impactful that it would be hard for one solopreneur or one individual company to kind of come over and take it. I, I would be more interested if a, 
if a corporation said, you know what, we'd like to purchase it from you or we'd like to invest in you. So that's how big of a vision I have going on. And I absolutely invite you, Marsha, if you're interested in learning more about that. I absolutely do. And this is a perfect time to end our show so we could get talking about it. Guys, we love you for listening. I thank you so much, Lupe, for joining me on today's podcast. Please share with everyone again where they can learn all about you, the Female Founder Network, and work with you in the future. For sure. You can uh, hire my agency at cheekycampaigns.com. That's S at the end of campaigns. Or you can follow me in my Facebook community, uh, Female Founder Network, and the group is Female Founder Club. So hope that, you know, this has been beneficial for everyone listening. And thank you, Her Sweet Spotters, for being out there supporting each other. Yes. Thank you so much, Now, how I like to end each show by reminding you when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.